What's your story? Well, my story is um, starts back in the 70s real quick. It's just my parents, you know? Yeah. And my dad just decided that he wanted to be, you know, a part of uh, my mom's household just was, you know, they were dating and um, he met my sister at six years old. Um, she lost her dad, you know, four years prior, unfortunately, because of the civil rights movement being so complicated, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes the, the uncertainty of that period, just, you know, yeah. she lost her dad in that, um, in, in, a, in, in that protest movement. Um, but my dad's from Jamaica and he came and, um, met my mom and, and they really hit it off. And, um, it's very powerful to be a stepdad, but to be a stepdad of someone who has developmental difference, um, is just one more, one more level that is very, um, it's very, um, involved. You yeah. have to, um, really be patient. Um, I think for quite a while, um, my sister, um, her name is Ale Lume. We'll just call oh. her Ale for short. Uh -huh. um, had uh, fits of um, um, where she um, suddenly um, had had seizures. So Can I pause you real quick. You just said uh, so. Ale is just Aretha's, but not Leonard's. That's correct. Dude, I did not know this. Yes, yes. And and that's actually what's so beautiful about the story that I want to tell you is that it's a it's about it's a it's a full on how Stella got a group back love story, but with that with that uh, that twist for your for your group, right? I got you. Okay. So um, just imagine someone just you know um, he was offered some time to to um, uh, teach students at Stanford drumming techniques and yeah. also for researchers to look at the differences between Jamaican drum styles and West African drum styles um, in person. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what brought him from Jamaica was that he was an award-winning award -winning drummer with his group. Um, and so three or four band members were all invited to Stanford. My mom lived in East Palo Alto, a city that is a different city, a different county, uh, than Palo Alto, but is right next door to that Palo Alto Stanford community. Mm -hmm. So imagine just, you know, just uh, hanging out, getting getting to know California and you fall in love and mm -hmm. you start and you start going to like uh, Star Wars movies more than once with the same woman and then <laughs> meet her daughter. And then you're like, I and, and, you, and you start to learn about what it's like for her as a single mom. Of a of of a child with with developmental difference, yeah. and so he was on board, and um, and so they they got married within I think fourteen months of meeting each other, something huh. like that. That means that um, you were the love child. Yeah. So 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 that <laughs> so that's why um, my story is so is so interesting. It's because this is the me. Ailey was six years old when he met her oh, um, nice. in the height of those issues, right? In the medical stuff. Hey. Hey, Bryce. <laughs> Where are you? It's a J, Good to see you. 
Okay. Yeah, we're do- recording the video right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there. Good, good timing to come see what I'm doing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're actually talking about his sister right now, Bryce. His sister? Yeah, the sister. Um, and it, it's it's really great to be able to uh, to talk about it, to see you as well, man. Yeah. Hi. Good day. All right. All right. Take care. You heard me talking. It just came down. Yeah, and um, which is normal for these videos, as I see it, right? <laughs> yeah. He like usually talking. He comes down. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's why I wanted you to know about that was because it's it's a single mom story with that that love story added in, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, it actually was six years later before I should, showed up. That's true, yeah. So um, I'm in, I was born in 1985, and just imagine that, you know, my mom's experience of 12 years um, with, with Ale, um, she learned a, a whole lot about the what it takes to be um, a present mother and also someone who knows when you know the medical system isn't fully serving her so there was times when they just suggested they simply suggested to her to put a helmet on her head to protect her for from the, the seizures yeah. but that there was no medicines that were available for her um in that in that early time period it took long it took a long time to finally find the medication that actually reduced my sister's symptoms and she today she does not suffer from that. She's gone 20 years at least without suffering severe seizures whatsoever. Um, so that's a, that's important to add to this. You know, I think that you know science caught up. You know, I think it was the 80s. The transition between the 70s and 80s is stark in terms of what medications were available for students with special needs. Um, so I think they figured it out right around like. I was probably around four or five years old. So just at the tip of my memory, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then they started her on some some medications and then they got they refined it. They figured it out over the next five years or so. As a small child and you're you're going to, you know, you go, you're trying to you're trying to get your parents to take you to Chuck E. Cheese's or you're going to, on a family reunion to Georgia. And I remember, this is like 1990 or so, and I remember just being um, confused by the difference, the differences of my sister compared to people that were her age. Um, she was basically an adult by the time that, you know, I went on that family reunion trip. Um, but still a teenager, teenage adult, right? And, you know, it's, it's like, um, and her personality, actually not like a teenager, her personality is more like a small child. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you just learn a lot. You like realize that like, oh, I need to like take the time to, to um, help my sister but you're also a kid yourself, right? So it becomes, you kind of have that, what, what they say is like, you know, kind of like a third pa- parent mentality. It like shaped and, and, and um, created the uh, personality I have today. Um, so um, I think that 
being your your own older sister's uh, babysitter sometimes is is huge, right? Um, so thank goodness that I did show up to help with the help my parents. I think that was really great that you know I could do that. Um, but a lot of families that's that might be that might not be possible, you know. Uh, so my so my my grandmother moved from all the way from New York City to come support and help with the uh, caregiving with my sister. Okay, um, the research side then. Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know this that was the full family um, in California. No other family members are on this side of the country even. Yeah. So um, I I just wanted to. Also, shout out my grandma for the, for helping as well. Shout out, grandma. Mm -hmm. um, so I did lose her in the uh, during the pandemic, um, but she lived ninety three years, really long time. And they say that the um, that she passed not due to direct COVID or anything like that, um, but that's a part of the story as well. You know, um, just imagine. Um, I, I hope that I have the same run that my grandma had, you know. Um, so, when with with uh, the last couple of um, years, uh, um, we realized as I was going, I was at college in Western Massachusetts, um, small place called Amherst College. Um, it had I had a full ride scholarship, and I was very lucky to right. Um, but it was harder on the family that I was gone. Mm -hmm. I ended up having to take a semester off and um, the school provided uh, a scholarship for an extended semester uh, so that I could restart my junior year. And that was because my dad had a stroke um, due to so much of the, that stress and work. It eventually added up. Um, he also had diabetes as well, but he had that fairly under control. And um, as a musician, you're just, you have to go everywhere, you know, you have to travel. So he was back to traveling and winning awards and stuff like that. But the stress of it, having, having to, to come back and forth and all of that, it just took its toll. And so um, that year, and this is now 2005, uh, we decided that it was time to um, work with the regional center to have my sister move to a, a group home situation and live with people that are also, um, you know, aging adults with similar disabilities. And that uh, household was, the, was uh, the same place that she would go once a year for a weekend as the regional center, they called it a vacation. Mm -hmm. So they gave all these the families that that um, that were under their care a stipend to have their students go for only like three days yeah. out of the year. We found that the opportunity came that she could actually live in that same group home, and those same professionals were willing to take her in. That's good. She had sort of like relationships already. Yeah. And so she took to that as if it was going to college. It was really mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. She was she enjoyed herself. She is actually still there now. Oh yeah. She, uh, 
And also the best part of that, that transition is that it's still in the same county and it was just the city next door, Redwood City. She got jealous that you were going to college. Right, exactly. And so she's able to continue with her same um, schooling. So day, her day program, as it were, yeah. is the same. And, and so she had no interruption of the other things in her, um, her schedule and her routine. That's good. That's good. That's good for really. and, and And I remember uh, not too long ago, um, you said like you were trying to take her out sometime and she just chose, she wanted, she preferred to just be hanging with her people that were already at her center or whatever. Yeah. So she like, she, at her group home, she really loves the place. She would rather walk around the block with me than us go on a drive somewhere further, further out. And so in many ways to bring it up to today, yeah. the pandemic, I don't think she noticed a large difference, yeah. um, which is a blessing that, um, yeah, that's a good point. You know, I, I think we, we all have to, to think about how, how much joy she, she has in, she's been able to inhabit her whole life. She's able to just stay in that mode of happiness and positivity yeah. way longer than the rest of us, man. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's so cool. Right. And so, um, I, I, her, her laugh is infectious, dude. What's been huge, um, and I'll backtrack to... You know, I backtrack, or you can talk about your pan when you said you were ready to talk about pandemic, whichever direction you want to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll backtrack a little to the 2005 to 2008 moment. Um, something that people should know if they want to understand me is that uh, I was so scared to leave home. Yeah. I was so scared to uh, study so far away, but my parents pushed me to study in New England and study at a baby Ivy like Amherst mm -hmm. because Amherst College is culturally as different from California as, as can be. Mm. And... Um, and I think that that gets away from that idea of like politics. Like I'm not talking about politics, I'm talking about culture, mm -hmm. you know? And I'd never seen snow. So flurries came down in my freshman year. Yeah. And I had no idea that it wasn't really snowing. <laughs> yep. I was running around saying, it's snowing, it's snowing. And I noticed that, I, that it was only me and people from Texas and Arizona and other Californians. <laughs> and then we came back to the dorm, the freshman dorm, and the freshmen that were just out looking through the window and doorway were the ones from cold climate places. And they were watching us because <laughs> we were so cute. Because they were just like, this isn't it yet, guys. <laughs> It's just flurries. This isn't even going to stick, as as it were. You know all those phrases, right? That you know what the, what I'm saying, right? Oh, but yeah. before I started at Amherst, you know, <laughs> and from my point of view, it's like there was a form of matter that's water that you held in your arms, you know. <laughs> uh, so I I I definitely needed to go as a science type. I also needed to see the seasons. So just a heads up here. 
we had to have an environment switch. And so we resume with a J sharing with us from inside his full electric 2019 Kia Nero in his driveway in Oakland, California. During my uh, my time at, at Amherst, my, um, as I said before, um, <clears throat> well, let me restart and I'll and I'll re- avoid saying as I said before because maybe you'll cut it in a different way. And I don't it doesn't matter. Dude, you you say as I said before is fine. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> so, 2005 was the key moment where, um, due to my family's poverty and due to the um, the. Uh, Stroke that my dad had while he was having going on uh, different performances and 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 writing and fin- just finished his album and was you know very stressed with caring for my sister and my mom who are both fairly sick by now. My mom just had cardiopulmonary hypertension and was caregiving to my sister for years and years. Um, and you know it it had a toll and it added up and so she was on oxygen by then and um my dad had a stroke you know just basically you know had a bad diabetic day and it caused a stroke um i was in my junior year at amherst college and that's in western massachusetts right so i needed to come back um in the in the winter break um took over the the care of the whole household um, very directly and purposefully. Luckily, there are systems for families with children with disabilities and and, and also with people with disabilities like my mom and now my dad. And my dad's dementia was growing weekly. He was losing more and more of his personalities, becoming more teenage-like. and um, losing some of his memories. And so um, what was powerful was that Amherst College uh, got all this information um, through my foundation, my my program that I I was in called Foundation for College Education. Um, The program works with students from, from high school through college to make sure they graduate. And so they were helping to advocate and explain what is happening to my family, how crucial it was that I come back. I was able to get in-home support services and care for my, my parents. And my sister was able to transition to a location that was um, her, fa- her, her, her normal um, yearly vacation location. Um, a household that has people with learning disabilities, uh, developmental difference. And that housing group that normally would only take Ailey for three days out of the year said that they could take her, <clears throat> they could take her uh, permanently. And this was so hard for my parents and for me. And so I, but it allowed me to go back to school, um, get us, receive a, um, a, I think it was uh, 80K scholarship to restart my junior year um, and I was able to be an 08 instead of an 07 because of that. Graduating in 08 um, that I was able to take this um, club I was in 
wonderful for different faith groups to get together and talk and have events. And we were able to, you know, have a, a Buddhist speaker for the first time in, the, in many, many years um, at Amherst at my graduation. And he was from my faith group. And, um, you know, it was really powerful to, to get on stage in front of my entire class and let them know that I was, you know, I was doing all right, that we were going to be all right and let us commence together, right? Wow. So that was really powerful for me. Um, to lead my my class in that way um and you've always had a a knack for uh public speaking my friend well thank you um and so i don't know if you wanted me to continue to talk about amherst as i transition home but it's up to you story what what is your story you know what's important yeah so so then that was the, the 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 start of uh Instead of going to New York, I had a, a job in New York, 50K right out of college, fellowship to uh, teach. Um, I had to cancel that and go home. And it was the right thing to do. And it's the choices that we make in a lot of households. And I wanted to make sure that I also could watch over my sister from afar, but but more like miles, not 3,000 miles. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the the point of um, telling you that story is that you know there are there are systems in place. We just have to um, be a squeaky wheel. Um, families like mine, you know, have have to let people know there's something wrong. So I luckily didn't let my pride get in the way, and I asked for help every step of the way, and then that led to. Um, that's important, man. That's so important yeah. and so humbling to hear. Because so many people do just the opposite, um, remain kind of either defeated or um, feel like, oh, feeling like they need a lot of pity on themselves or something like that. Um, and almost choose to just complain and, and sort of, I don't know, live a le- less uh, satisfying like life in some sort of way. Especially 2008. So all the 2008 grads were especially set, uh, set back by the economy falling apart just before we graduated. Oh my God, yeah. And so um, jobs were really scarce. Um, and uh, I came back, I interviewed for a, a few places and, um, you know, funding was drying up in a lot of nonprofits. They were very much so worried about whether to stay open, let alone add a new you know, new new kid on the block, right? So um, I'm in East Palo Alto, right? And I decided to work as an in-home support service person, as a caregiver, and as a health advocate for my parents. And the county continued to, to send funds for that. So I became the person in care of them. Yep. And it was one of the most rewarding and, and um, medically technical jobs I've done in a while um, because I did need to know a lot about diabetes and, and and cardiopulmonary hypertension, how to do dosages, how to make sure that, that someone is fully safe as they get to their, their appointments. Um, the logistics of getting um, there and back are complicated. Uh, it, 
it was it was amazing. I didn't have a car at the time, so sometimes I got on a bike and biked seven miles just to go to Safeway. I know. I remember you telling me that, um, uh, and just thinking of like just the hero ship and the. And, and all of this led to meeting you. And so what's really amazing is that within about a year, um, I got the opportunity to um, work part-time at a, at a school, um, taking over for um, a, um, a dean's position at citizen schools. And they, so essentially, they didn't need someone to teach. It was in the middle of the year. Uh, what they needed was someone to help with really getting the kids from um, from that were they were kicked out of their classroom back into their classroom within you know a reasonable time and also for them to have a cool down period to talk to somebody knowledgeable and mature and so that's what I was able to do at first at Cesar Chavez. Yep, and those are two things that define a Jay Lawrence, knowledgeable and mature. This is a good transition 